Welcome to our first inaugural edition of Spread the Floor. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm accompanied by my two hosts, Reese Tresco and Brady O'Brien. Introduce yourself, boys. Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm here. Uh, it's Brady O'Brien. I'm, I'm joined with Tyler uh, Smith as our producer of this whole uh, podcast and my co-host, Reese Tresco. Uh, Reese. Uh, how you doing, Brady? Uh, it's nice to be doing this finally. You know, we've been talking about this yeah, for a few weeks. For sure. Finally, we've been talking in the works of Tyler, getting all the, you know, everything done the right way, and it's it's good to be here now. So, a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about today. Yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, first episode. We kind of threw this together. It's, it, it's, you know, it's sort of an informal thing. We're trying to uh, get our feet wet and all, and all that, so it's, uh, it's going to be good. Today, I obviously, guys, we all... Uh, we're all Yankee fans, and uh, we got kind of got some sad news today. Yes. Uh, Luis Severino, Tommy John surgery. Ugh. Can't. Uh, there's no getting around that. No, for sure. It's almost uh, you know t- the two worst words you want to hear is Tommy John, or you don't want to hear him. Um, it's it sucks. You know, obviously, Luis been uh, kind of up and down for us this season or last season, but, um, you know, trying to get back to, you know, how he was a few years ago, pitching very well for the Yankees, and, uh, yes, very uh, terrible news to hear from uh, that Louis is going to be having some surgery done. See, uh, there's a lot of um, bad words going on about Louis, you know, on MLB Twitter today, and I'm, I'm in disagreement with that, you know. You know, the Yankees won 103 games last year without Seve, and, you know, we all know that he's never been really the best uh, postseason pitcher. And, you know, I mean, you take that with Garrett Cole obviously coming over in the offseason. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's going to hurt the rotation a little bit, but I don't think it's as bad as what everyone's kind of hyping up to be. Right. Uh, you know, Severino, yes, you guys, you guys hit the nail on the, uh, on the head there. He's been shaky. I'm not – I, I was never confident that he could be an ace. Obviously, we have our ace now in uh, Garrett Cole. So things are, things are definitely looking up. Obviously, we're – a decent title favorite right now, and I don't, I don't, I don't think this is going to harbor us uh, too many games in regular season wise. I think Sevy playing as number three, number two in the in the postseason. You know, I, you could flip flop him or Tanaka, whoever, however you'd like. But uh, Sevy in, in the he's gonna he's gonna hurt us when we need to really go deep and rest our rest our star pitchers. It's gonna it's gonna be tough. Uh, obviously, the Dodgers added Mookie Betts, so so there, there's a there's a clear opposition in the in the National League, so. Yankees definitely took a hit today. Yeah, for sure. Big hit today. And uh, I was going to ask you guys, um, you know, what is the rotation going to be looking like? Obviously, you got Cole at number one and Tanaka at two, but now you lose Severino, who was possibly three or four, and you're left with Paxton, you're left with Hap, and uh, Herman after he serves his suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what do we think? Do we bring up Garcia, or how do you guys think this is going to pan out for the rotation this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've. I think we've got a pretty set number one, two with Cole and Tanaka. And, I mean, if you asked me five months ago if I said at this point in time I would be happy with keeping Jay Happ, I think you would have said, I think I would have said, I'm, you're crazy. But, you know, obviously after this, you know, injury comes up with Severino, Happ's going to have to come up big for us coming in at that four or maybe even three spot, depending on how Paxton does. So, I mean, I feel like we've got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of potential lower level starters, but... Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to need to step up here early in the season and show what they got. Yeah, Paxton and Hap aren't exactly um, ideal number uh, number right. three guys in the rotation. I think personally that, that these the Yankees got to go got to go uh, 
out shopping this July. Yeah, that's what you were saying today. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 there's no way the Yankees are going to be able to uh, sustain that that uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, batting order. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who's who's available at the deadline. So uh, I, I, I'd just throw out a few names right now. Who do you guys think w- w- could be um, possible? You know, additions? I was, uh, when you were talking to me earlier today, Tyler, you were mentioning uh, Noah Syndergaard, and I kind of said to you, I said there's no way, but then I was looking into it, I, there's a way. There's a possible way that the Yankees, you know, could uh, could come up and snag them. You know, it would be a great pickup for the Yankees and would definitely help their uh, rotation for sure this season. But it's just going to be a very tough situation regarding everything that with Cole, what we just did, and now obviously Savvy out. So I think there's just too much for that to even happen. So, um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to see it happen as a fan, but I just don't think it's going to get done. Yeah, I mean... Ever since kind of pitchers and catchers started meeting and spring and spring training's been going on, I've been kind of hopping on the Clark Schmidt bandwagon here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been looking good. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been watching him pitch. I've seen him live. I've seen him in practice, and I I think he's going to be the real deal. Obviously, not early in the season, but mm-hmm. I'd say don't be surprised if he comes up late late in the season around August or September and kind of makes an impact for this team. Yeah, I, I Clark Schmidt's a name who's been thrown around. Definitely a good young prospect, and I, I think he, he potentially, if, if things if things get really bad, and we need that that X factor guy who comes in and just steals the show, I think he's a definite candidate for that for that position. Yeah, so. and uh, obviously I'm gonna quote um, Barstool's Eric Hubs: uh, "Keep Garrett Hole in bubble wrap." <laughs> yeah, yeah know, definitely. Right? There's no way he can't get hurt. Yeah. He, he can't get hurt. Please. It's yeah, if he's done, then it's can't get hit by this injury train again. Yeah, I mean a lot of people even still get value to Severino. I mean even a few friends from home text me like. First thing they said was bye bye World Series. Uh, definitely a tough blow today for Yankees fans all over the world um, to hear the news that he's going to need Tommy John. And I think his surgery is uh, Thursday in New York. So wish the best of luck to him uh, moving forward on his process of getting back to pitching. My problem with with this whole Severino ordeal is that the Yankees knew he needed Tommy John right, right, in right. in October. So why do you wait till why do you wait till February? To to advise him to get the surgery, he he obviously needed it back then. Tommy John is an injury you can't get around. Right. Be per- your elbow could be permanently damaged yeah. as a as a pitcher, and that, that's just it's a career-ending injury for for a lot of guys. And the fact that he waited this long to get the surgery could be out parts of next year too. It, it's it's a long-term thing that he's gonna have to go through, and. It, Sucks really does really yeah. sucks for the Yankees organization right now. Going uh, forward, uh, Tyler, do you Tyler and Reese? Um, I'll say, do you think that Sebi comes back um, at the same you know pace he was uh, doing in the last few seasons, or do you think this is like you know a wake up call for him? You know, is it, obviously it's gonna hurt. Obviously it it's gonna hurt him a lot. Uh, remembering you know his elbow pain and everything that he's been going through, but do you think that uh, he steps up and improves from this, or do you think he kind of decreases or stays at the same point pitching-wise for the Yankees? I think that he is not going to come out as yeah. strong as he finished. I mean, obviously, you guys said it's that a this, tough injury this problem sure. should have been addressed, you know, right when they couldn't play for the for the championship. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if he was pitching all winter, then it's probably been bothering him a little bit then. So, I mean, after the surgery, I would not be surprised if it took him a little bit to actually come back to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Even to get close to that, yeah, you don't, you don't know, you don't see a lot of pitchers who come out true. and just absolutely dominate <laughs> coming back from a, a heinous injury like that. Right. So it's going to be a definite challenge for Severino to come back and perform at that high level again. Mm-hmm. Well, 
other than that, Yankees have uh, looked pretty solid. It's not, not, not nothing crazy in the wins column. Uh, yeah, a little, uh, mm. little rough time for the little spring <laughs> training games. Don't, don't need to overreact. Uh, yeah, they won today, though. They did oh. win today. Yeah, one today. Uh, I think it was the first win. Yeah. But uh, the season's still, uh, real season's a month, month and a half away. Yeah, yeah we're, there's time. Right, there's, there, obviously, this, this doesn't matter too much. We're not even playing our guys. Garrett Cole pitched one inning and threw two strikeouts. Good for him. But, yeah, right. That's all we're going to see for now. Exactly. Moving on, baseball obviously doesn't carry a, a, such a gravitating a lot of weight as, say, basketball does right now. Yep. A lot of action going on on the hardwood. Ben Simmons for the Philadelphia 76ers, obviously. We hear he's got this back inj- uh, injury. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Sixers say he's going to be out an extended period of time. What do you guys? What's your guys' initial reaction to how that's going to affect Philadelphia? Um, yeah. Do you want me to take this? Or you want me to I, yeah. yeah. So, I think that this is. I think this is going to be really eye-opening for the uh, organization. I think they're going to be able to see what Joel Embiid can really bring to the table. You saw last night, yes, they're playing a weak Hawks team, but he came out and dropped 49 points, and he was having his way any point he wanted to, whether it was from three mid-range, getting inside. So I feel like, you know, this is kind of going to bring out his uh, official stardom that we haven't seen just because he's playing with another star, such as Ben Simmons. So I feel like, uh, yes, maybe in the wins column it might hurt a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be as big of a problem as everyone thinks. Um, yeah, you know, Simmons averaging 16, nine, basically 17 points a game, but basically eight rebounds a game and uh, eight assists this season. So he's definitely a major asset for the team. Uh, they're currently sitting in the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, which Tyler's been talking to me lately, uh, is pretty heavy, heavy on the Eastern Conference this year, thinking that they are – uh, so-called better than the Western Conference, I guess he was saying. Yeah, but, uh, one of my hotter takes. <laughs> a little, little hot take for Tyler over there. But, um, no, I, I think he's a very a big asset for them. Um, I'm wishing him the best. But uh, as Reese was saying, yes, they're going to rely on Embiid. And he showed it last night against the Hawks, you know, at 49 with uh, 14 uh, rebounds. And uh, was shooting, he shot 17 for 24 from the field and 14 for 15 from the line. And, uh, you know, it was a good win to beat Atlanta, obviously. Uh, but no, I uh, I do think he's a major asset. I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with them. So, uh, currently, in fifth. Uh, I don't know, Tyler. Do you think they drop, or do you think they kind of stay in that four or five area? Um, it's it's tough. It really is tough. Um, there are a few games out of that three spot. I don't think that uh, obviously there's no real major injuries to Boston or Miami or uh, Toronto lately whatsoever. So it's it's really going to be tough for these Sixers to take a couple leaps ahead, especially with the loss of Ben Simmons. But on the other hand, many people suggest that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can't really play together. That's kind of the narrative a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people are gravi- gravitating towards right now. Yep. And this could be uh, a lot better for the Sixers than they really imagined, other than the fact that I don't think the Sixers are very deep whatsoever. They don't, they don't have uh, a deep rotation at all. Their bench is filled with guys like James Ennis and Matisse Thibault like this. This is really not a, a great bench presence on that on that team, so especially with the, uh, in the in the idea of ball handling, I don't know who's really going to take over that role. So it's going to be tough for the Sixers to to really compete. I think they're just going to hover around the same spot though. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. The Eastern Conference is definitely the talk that you uh, wanted to definitely cover on today, Tyler. Um. Coming out and saying that the Eastern Conference you think is better than the Western Conference, if I'm correct, is that what you said? Uh, yes, I can confirm that is, uh, it did come out of my mouth. Uh, I am a strong contingent of the uh, Eastern Conference this year. 
just like I watch these I watch these NBA games back and forth, and I just think the East is more competitive than the than the uh, West this year. I think that a lot of spots in the Eastern Conference are just really like it's a power struggle. I think the Bucks are not a definite number one seed yet. I think they can drop <laughs> some games here and there, especially with the with how hot Toronto and Boston have both been. By the way, the Bucks did win today at Toronto. Just a few minutes ago. Yeah, just a few minutes ago. Yeah, oh. You don't think they're a locked-up number one yet? No. I think, I really? Think, I think Toronto I, being, I think they're, I believe, seven games out. I, there's, there's definitely a, a sh- an outside shot. <laughs> I chuckle at that only because I, I'm seeing that they've already clinched their playoff spot, which is they kind of funny this spot. early. Very early in the season. Yes, but no, I, you know, I, you know, it's whatever. you got yeah. your take, but I just I just chuckling a little bit here at seeing that they already made the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if the Milwaukee Bucks didn't end up winning at least you know sixty six to sixty eight games yeah. this year mm-hmm. if they keep if they keep everyone they're you know, on pace right yeah. now they're on pace they're on pace for seventy yeah. so but I mean I feel like with the whole East strength versus West strength you know you got teams in the Western Conference that you know even the seventh team is thirty five and twenty three that being the Dallas Mavericks win I mean, they have a lot of talent obviously yeah. with uh, and I mean Don I feel like, the way he's playing I feel like the East is just a little bit more top heavy you mm-hmm. know with the likes of Kemba and Tatum and Siakam and obviously Giannis, but I feel like you know there's there's solid teams with two or three stars the whole way down through the West. So I feel like that's you know that's obviously going to be the uh, yeah I'm definitely I'm on the West Coast train Tyler. Uh, honestly, <laughs> you could look you could look at the East as well. I think the East is six teams deep. I wouldn't consider that necessarily top heavy. Um, the Pacers are still uh, obviously a contending team in the East, not necessarily a Finals candidate. But 100% a team that has a real positive record and plays really well in the, uh, around the regular season. And so, uh, your, your Brooklyn Nets are staying around a little bit over here, huh? A little hometown, a little hometown Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, a little hometown staying at the seventh seed right now. Huh? I, I am in no way a Brooklyn Nets supporter or <laughs> fan. That, that that is just an absolute stretch. But uh, yeah, the Nets are staying afloat. Their record is is, is vastly different than uh, Indiana's and above. So. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's exactly that's where the East competition really ends. I I just really like the rejuvenated East that there's been this season, and I think it's going to continue next year when KD and Kyrie come back. So that's that, that's just my two cents. What do you th- what do you think about the Bradley Beal situation over in Washington? Oh, uh, right now I mean there's <laughs> I would, entire race. I was, I was just going to say something about that. I mean he's been going off these past what is it ten, yeah, 10 I, games? Yeah, I saw I saw a, I saw a tweet that said um, over a. Two fifty-point games and two games in a row hasn't, I mean, been, hasn't been done since Kobe. Right. Yeah, rest mean, in peace. But I mean, obviously, 100, 108 points in the last two games. I mean, I asked both. Is both it, this poor guy? He's in Washington. He I mean, they're sitting on the nine. Regardless, if they don't get in, I mean, you got to feel bad for this guy. He's got to get out of there, right? I mean, it only makes sense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're what? This po- I mean, seriously, four, four and a half games they, out of the eight seed. They obviously don't have. They got the no wall. Wall Wall's off the season, right? He's yeah. not coming back. Yeah, yeah. Thomas yeah. Bryant's hurt. He's yeah. been a quality yeah. center for him all it's year. It's just hey, this dude's Thomas been balling out. Yeah, and uh, he's been balling out. Just you know, playing really well this season. Uh, he's in the top five averaging mm-hmm. points this, this season, actually. But the Wizards, you know, if they can get it done, catch that eight or eight spot or seven spot, it's whatever. But I, I feel like he needs to get out of there. I really do. I, I feel like he would fit on such a better, you know, I, I'd see him going to the Western Conference, um, you know, fitting as a real good number two uh, shooting guard and just absolutely destroying over there. So I, I think he has to get out of it. I'd love to see him in a Bucks uniform. Yeah, I know. No, uh, wouldn't we instead all? Of, instead of our buddy. Uh, how, how, how many other players do the Bucks need <laughs> to be this good? Seriously? Yeah, exactly. 15, eight, well, 51 and 8 on the season. I mean, they I mean, have the Greek freak. <clears> and, uh, yeah, I mean... 
I just for those who are back. wondering, the my two hosts uh, alongside me are referencing uh, a little bit of a Twitter tirade I went on last night, <laughs> uh, talking about how I'd like Bradley Beal to be a Milwaukee Buck to complete the duo that Giannis needs to actually contend for the championship. Although I believe that Milwaukee has the capability of winning it this year, I think for them to be um, perennial finals appearance, uh, a, a perennial finals appearance team in the East, you know, if, it go, if you're in the East, it's go, it goes through Milwaukee. I think they need to get a guy like Bradley Beal over Chris Middleton. I just I don't think Chris, Chris Middleton is a number two on a championship team. And I was kind of getting flamed for that, so that's that, that, that's why they're that's why they're kind of being a little passive aggressive about Bradley Beal on the move right now. Yes. Well, Chris Middleton has been absolutely balling out these last few games. He's been dropping twenty-five to thirty. Show, show, yeah. Show, show me Chris Middleton taking over a game in the playoffs. When Giannis <laughs> I don't think you're gonna, I don't think you're gonna game when you got Giannis on your yeah, team. He'll drop you fifty <laughs> on all all dunks. No, he, 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 there's gonna be games where Giannis does not score 30, 30 plus points in the playoffs. And if Chris Middleton, true, yeah. Chris Middleton mm-hmm. can't can't take the the reins from him, then he's not a guy who will be able to be a uh, confident number two on a championship squad. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what, if. Uh, if Brooke Lopez can find his stroke like he was doing last year in the playoffs, this team is going to be a team to reckon with. He's obviously not shooting I, his regular forty-two percent from three this year, but I I can't I I have I both of you love the Bucks this year. I I just don't like them in the I I see them going to the conference finals. Um, I'd be I mean who's I gonna see, beat them? I like the Celtics a lot. I like your Celtics a lot this season. I, I really do. Um, obviously, well coached. Uh, one of the best coaches in the NBA right now, Brad Stevens. Yeah. Um, you know their rosters. Just they're, they're, they got so many guys that can play different positions, and they got so many role players. Um, I I like Boston coming out of the East, and I think they're going to beat them this year. And I I do think that uh, Boston ends up coming out of the East, and then uh, I do like the Lakers out of the West. Uh, and I like an old classic matchup. You know the old uh, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. I think that uh, we're going to get one now. This season, I think it's gonna happen. I, I hate to be that guy who you know connects everything back to Kobe, just because obviously he passed away. Rest in peace, my condolences. Yep. But how mm-hmm. how absurd would it would a Celtics Lakers final be? Oh, the year I that, think the that, year that the fans, that's, man, the fans would love would it. Be, oh, it would. It would just what the NBA wants. Yeah, just, yeah, what, yeah what they say, need. Definitely yeah, what, what they, they need, need yeah, right they now. They need that excitement, old time thing. Yeah, the just the Larry classic, Magic stuff. Yeah. Really classic. Yeah, yeah starting a new Larry Magic here with LeBron and Tatum. Yeah, don't don't get me all riled up about. Yeah. Is my, I, really my favorite guy. I don't know. In the NBA. I don't know. All right, so uh, I have a question for these two. Is Do you guys believe in the hype around the Denver Nuggets? No. Yeah, I'm on with Tyler. I, I agree with it. With, with, uh, that. No, I'm not on the hype, actually. I, um, I, every year they play very well in the regular season. Am I wrong, Tyler? Nope. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah obviously, yes. They, they play do. really good. In the regular season, they get to the playoffs and they miss the one, one, one thing they need. What you need in the playoffs, you need a go-to guy. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray's not—he's great. Don't get me wrong, Jamal Murray's great. He's not your go-to guy. And you're gonna tell me that Jokic is your go-to guy as a center? There's no, they mm-hmm. don't—they don't have that killer instinct not, dude yeah. to come out and win you that game. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, not how it works. Every, you're right. Every good team that you see is gonna have that go-to point guard or that go-to wing player. Right. I mean, you look buckets. at you look at Lakers at the one. You got LeBron as obviously your your, your dude, and you got AD, uh, which you know he, play, he plays he plays like a stretch four, George stretch and center. Kawhi. And then you got yeah, Clippers got Kawhi and PG, so that's not a problem there. You go to Houston. And Houston's got you know they got Harden the uh, you know the leading scorer obviously the past two seasons now 
He's a go-to guy. I just you, you gotta West, have that. Even team. Westbrook's been lighting it up. There. Yeah, even Westbrook too. Which people have been criti- were criticizing at the beginning of the season that thinking that that wouldn't work that duo, but it's doing them pretty good right now. They're playing really good basketball, definitely in Houston. Yeah, but I, I tell you guys what, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years my guy Michael Porter Jr. is dropping about nah, twenty-five. Here we go, Tyler. Listen, Michael Porter Jr. is the probably the greatest player in NBA Two K history. Literally, literally, <laughs> he's a cheat code in the that, game. That's 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 countless games of Tyler. I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm, I'm all for it. I think you know. The dude, he's, he's an athlete. He's a 6'11 shooting guard. He can shoot. He's, he's injury prone. He's got you back know, problems. He just needs that. Back problems are tough. He's he got bad problems. How old is he? 20, 21 yeah, years he's old? 21. He's 21. He's got time. Don't, you, know, you don't do that. You're, if your back's done, your back's shot. Okay? He's been pl- listen, he's been, have, he's been having Tyler, little Tyler, you're great here. Please. He's listen, been having little he's not, Okay, he might make an all-star appearance a few seasons. He's not going to be this guy you think he's going to be. I don't be. think he's a, he's a guy he's who not. can just take over a game and play in the playoffs. No, absolutely not. We'll see. That's Take. No. I, I, my, my problem with the Nuggets is that they're just too young, and the the playoffs are one. But I think the Nuggets have the youngest team in the league, actually. Only one player in their starting five. Um, actually, every player in their starting five is under 30, and uh, Paul Millsap is the, is the oldest player on their team. Like he, he Listen, he, he's, been, he's been in the league a while, obviously, but he's not some guy who, who's like 40 years old, not sitting on the bench. No, this, this Nuggets team is very young, and I think that's going to hurt them in the playoffs. They just haven't had the experience yet, and they'll, they'll get it. And obviously Michael Porter Jr. will progress to be that, that great wing for them. Mm-hmm. So they, they will be contenders in a few years, but right now they're just a regular season team to me. Yeah, so uh, uh, Brady, he was speaking of Paul Millsap, and I saw this interesting tweet today. You know, obviously, you know, Tyler showed it to me. It said that Paul Millsap was a better player at the time right now than Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, Come I, on. Yeah, that was an absurd. That was, no, that was, no, I, I like that take. I really. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I really like that take. No, no I'm just no, joking. You can't no, even. I won't. No, I'm just joking. We just bust. Uh, bust well, yeah, here. we like to. Tyler, Tyler's a huge <laughs> Celtics fan, and, uh, you know, we're always getting on about you the, know, the, Tatum, Tatum, the Tatum hype. The little and all Tatum that. train that he's on right now. <laughs> yeah, it's. Well, listen, Tatum, Tatum. Tatum's a superstar. So I don't know, I don't know we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little too early to determine well, that, I think. S- speaking of Jason Tatum, uh, I saw uh, something on ESPN today that was ranking the top five players under 21. Uh, obviously, as of late, these young guys have been just absolute highlight reels and taking over games in the NBA. We've seen a, a big youth movement as of late uh, with these young NBA players. So if you guys had, had, a, had a take a quick top five of who your guys are under 21, that Let's see what you got. Tough. Um, you know what? I did see that today, and I, I put together my list, and I uh, I had Luke at the top. Really? You need to add Luke at the top. and I, I think it's pretty undisputed. I put Jason Tatum right under him, and then I had, coming in third, I had Trey Young, and then I had John Morant, and then obviously I ended my list with Zion, just because I don't think he's played enough where we can really consider him one of those top guys You know, at that age. Brady? Um. Yeah. Um. Hmm, let me see here. I, yeah. You know. I. I don't know. I, I like you, Luca, at the one, but I. I might come out of the bold take you guys might not like, but the way he's been playing this season and, you know, transitioning from last year, I. I really like Trey Young. I really do. I know. I know you guys might think it's uh, a little hot take there, but I do like Trey Young at the one. I'll put Luca right behind him, because I like the way. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Luca. I love the way he plays. He's just a LeBron. I obviously love LeBron. But I do like Trey Young over him. Just uh how he's performing on the you know, on the team. The team's not good and he's still uh he had a breakout season this year. I mean he's shooting threes from the logo and he's shooting them at a really good percentage. So 
Uh, he's averaging what about thirty points? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's averaging thirty points, points and he's second in assists in the league. Argue, you can't argue with that. He's, if LeBron was in the league, he'd be leading the league in assists. So I got him at one, Luke at two, Tatum at three, and then I'm gonna do Ja right now because he's, he's obviously he's been balling out this season. I think right now, Ty, what do you think? He's rookie of the year right now. Uh, yeah, John's got to be right now. Without a doubt, even if Zion, even if he balls out like even if Zion, really, okay, you do it for a full. Yeah, season. no, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, um, don't forget, he, don't forget, Jaws missed some time as well, and not, not obviously yeah. as much as Zion. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see how the games rack up once once the season goes. Yeah, to so close. then I'll do Jaw at four, and then I'll do Zion at five. I think that's a pretty. And I, yeah, I I love that. I I'm not. I'm a, I'm not like not a fan of the whole Trey over Tatum thing. I'm just saying I put Tatum above him just because of. You know the, the 23 points a game and the success he's having on a, on a contender, and I, where I think um, obviously you know Trey Young's going to have a couple more points and a couple more assists just because of you know the lackluster skill he's playing around. Right. But obviously not taking anything away from him, he's still having a fantastic year. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? What's yours? For my top five, I think Luke is obviously number one. I think Tatum is a, is, a, is a decently close number two. Obviously the numbers really don't compare right now, right. but Tatum obviously mm-hmm. had the Celtics have four guys averaging 20 points a game, so that's only team in the NBA that could say that. Right. So obviously the scoring is pretty uh, spread out right there. I, at the three, I think I'm going to have to go Trey Young. And at the four, uh, Ja, four Ja. And then yeah, at the five, same. five, a little, a little controversial. Oh. Then okay. we go uh, Ja's teammate, Jaron Jackson. Wow, you, I, are, you love Jerry. I am what such. He's going. He's going to watch the Literally. watch the Grizzlies next week play in Brooklyn. And, oh, really? Uh, you know, he's, and Jaron's not going to be playing. Jaron's like, yeah, I was actually about. really, really upset about Jaron not playing next week when I'm going to see the Grizz. But uh, really, yeah, I'm, I am such a big Jaron Jackson guy. I think once the like like the Nuggets, obviously, obviously the. Um, Grizzlies have to get Grizzlies older. Need some help. Yeah. Grizzlies, I, I, Grizzlies I, I, definitely I need some help. Take though, I really, you know? I don't mind that. I think, I, I think Jared Jackson's I, one of the most. I, I, I think he's the next, like he, this next stretch. He, he plays a, a lot like Anthony. Obviously, I was gonna say AD. He plays he a does, lot like Anthony Davis. Really, does, does, really good interior defender. He can step out and shoot the three. And I, I just love how he is on the floor. I think, I think he's gonna be a really, okay. really he's good NBA get player. Him yeah, surround him with something. Right. Well, you got you just got to add you got to add a third score. Right. You got to add a third score. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. And mm-hmm. well, definitely going the right way in the, for the future. For no, that 100%. Matters. I would not be. I think they, they draft they draft very yeah. well. They do draft very well. Uh-huh. They do have they have been drafting very well here. That is yeah. very uh, accurate for sure. Uh, for sure, they have a good future coming ahead. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, it takes time. Terrible, I guess. Yeah. Well, got a lot of NBA talk in there. That was yeah, that was that was pretty solid. Moving to the co- the collegiate circuit, you know the, the NCAA where they don't get paid. Um, the Bonnies, our our hometown Bonnies. Obviously, uh, we attend St. Bonaventure University in uh, beautiful Olean, New York. Uh, look it up; it's an absolute diamond in the rough. Um, <laughs> a little ghost town. <laughs> yeah, this is ab- absolute nothing going on here except for St. Bonaventure men's basketball. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's really just the absolute town of tra- town attraction. It's, it's, it's yeah. the thing here. Yep. Yeah, they, they and they never fail to uh, to make us uh, cry and maybe scream. scream and uh, yeah, there there are mess at times, but it's it's the biggest love hate relationship we have around this school. Bonnie's play tomorrow uh, at home. Our last home game of the year. It's uh, pretty. Really? Right? Yeah. yeah last la- well, game, uh, yeah. last home game. Last home game for us. We, they have a game against St. Joe's here. It's we're going to be on break though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. so yeah, last last home game that students will be attending nice. against Duquesne, uh, eighty three eighty in Duquesne. Well, uh, not really in Duquesne. We played at Robert Morris. 
that was uh, a really weird uh, kind of location for the Duquesne game yeah. in Pittsburgh. But we rematch against them tomorrow, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting game. We're gonna get to uh, the whole line and the, how, what we think of what's gonna be the game later. But um, Bonnie's definitely need this one go, uh, heading into almost uh, a A10 conference tournament play. It's gonna be really interesting to see how the how the A10 sh- uh, stacks up. What do you guys think? Uh, how the game's gonna go tomorrow, and uh, what we're gonna see out of the Bonnies? You know, I'd say uh, I would not be surprised if the Bonnies win by a uh, larger margin than they did last time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're playing at home, and um, uh, Tavion Dunn Martin, who is a player for Duquesne, he averages about ten points a game, and he scored twenty-five against the Bonnies in their last yeah. their last matchup. He so was I mean, going off with a few shoot out of threes, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean. People don't do that in the Riley Center. I'm not trying to be biased. No, I mean, no obviously, no. unless you're Davidson. It's a very, yeah, I mean, yeah, unless you're Davidson. It's a hard court to yeah, play. Yeah, it's definitely a very hard court. You're in your ear tough. the whole time. Right. Mm. Ruckus um, crowd. Yeah, no, I like the Bonnies tomorrow. Uh, I'm curious to see what their spread is. Obviously, we'll go into the segment of guessing the line, but um, I, I like the Bonnies tomorrow a lot, actually. It's it's a crucial game, I think, for them. I think, um, you know, they're sitting at 18 and, 18 and 9, if I'm correct. Yep. yep. 18 and 9. And what's Duke King coming at? 18, 18 and 8. Okay, right, so yeah. yeah. Kind of like, uh, you know, like, or kind of like a rubber it'll match be, almost. I mean, game. they haven't played three games, but yeah. obviously, like, a, you know, I, I, I like them a lot. I think the Riley Center should be packed tomorrow. There is a beach team tomorrow for the students here. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty odd. We, pretty we have the floral shirts. No, I think a Wednesday game, they'll get the job done. Um, crucial win. And I think Schmidt, is, you know, lay, he's going to lay the laws down that uh, they need to start, you know, dialing in because the tournament is. Uh, the uh, conference tournament's coming mm-hmm. up real soon, and uh, if they want any chance of getting in the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to yeah. play really good basketball coming up. So I think they get the win tomorrow for sure. Yeah. So uh, speaking of tournaments, uh, obviously the A-10s in Brooklyn coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing for you guys is uh, who are the teams you guys want to stay away from as Bonaventure you know, plays through this tournament? Um, uh, I like uh, – I, I don't like, as I should say, obviously – uh, I don't like the matchup of VCU. I really don't. I've talked to Tyler with this countless times this season. We played him at VCU this season. It was early in the season, kind of, kind of mid to early, but uh, they smoked us. They're just, uh, they're not, or they're a terrible matchup for us. We don't match up well against them. They play a very fast, uh, fast-paced uh, game, and we're kind of, uh, you know, adjusting to this, you know, slower type. We you know, walk up the ball, get our play set through. So I don't like VCU if we catch them in the uh, A-10 tournament. And I don't like St. Louis either. St. Louis is, uh, you know, I, no one really talks about them, but they grind out there, right, Tyler? I mean, they're, they're definitely for sure a grinding team in the A-10. I mean, their record probably doesn't show for it, but uh, I, don't, I don't like those two teams coming up for the A-10 tournament. Yeah, you talk about VCU. They're a team that just gets in your face and, and – uh, some, a lot of the times puts puts pressure on the ball right, in the right, back. A lot room. of pressure for sure. So the Bonnies uh, at times have just been absolutely atrocious at, at adjusting to that kind of defensive play, and we it didn't even matter that the, that game uh, was on the road versus VCU because we played them last year, ba- pretty much same rosters both yeah, ways, at home, right? and year, we still and smoked, right? got smoked, right. lost by thirty on national right. TV. It's it was brutal, and I, I just can't <laughs> I can't stand playing VCU. 
and uh, you check out St. Louis. They they, they give a, a great game to uh, Dayton, so I think they're a very dangerous yeah, I mean, team. They're, they're sneaky, and uh, yeah, they are sneaky. They're, like once you kind of say that, they're like almost like, like no one really talks about them, but like it, it, it all depends on how you play. It's how you show up to play. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's it you lose, you're done. So yeah. teams get the message that you know if they lose, they're done. So. It's whatever team wants to show up and play. It'll that's be, what it'll be a tense battle. Yeah, for sure. For that's sure. What, yeah, that's what. Uh, that, yeah, that's what St. Louis is the feel for me. Is that uh, I would not want to see that <laughs> St. Louis and VCU together. I tell you who we do want to see is uh, George Mason. I feel oh. like we have. I feel like we have their number. Would never want to see George oh, Mason. I, I, I would love it. I would, uh, we, yeah, we played him last year. Won by thirteen in the uh, in the in the quarterfinals of of the tournament. Uh, the, we beat them both times last year. Beat them both times this year. We just seem to have uh, George Mason's number, and then it's it's really odd how the A10 works because George Mason gives teams like VCU a game and then beats them, and they even gave Dayton a game tonight. Lost only by seven, obviously at home, but still doesn't make a difference to the number four team in the nation right now. So a team that like the, the, it's weird how the A10 works. So just really who you're matched up with, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who who we get selected with. Uh, Come mid March. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And obviously, the elephant in the room, sitting at the top of the A10, is the number four team in the country. Cool. As Dayton is led by Obi Toppin oh, and company. Yeah. And Tyler Brady, do you guys see a team in the A10 even touching them in this tournament coming up? Um, you know, I'm not, not going to be biased here at all, <coughs> uh, or would it favor the bodies. But um, the only team I could see them maybe having a tough time with would be uh, Rhode Island. For sure. Yep. I think Rhode Island's the team that matches up definitely closest to them. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I don't see any other team. I mean, no offense to the bodies. I, if we get matched up with them in the semifinals or even if we get to the finals of them, I don't see us even coming close. I really don't. They, uh, they're number four in the country for a reason. Yeah. They play superb Great basketball. basketball. Superb basketball. And player, they yeah. have a lottery pick out of all yeah. the and so, so, no, yeah, my only team would be Rhode Island for sure. Mm -hmm. It's tough. I think I'm. I wouldn't say that the Bonnies have a uh, a good shot at getting giving Dayton a game, but it'll be really interesting to see that if we do get matched up with them at some point, will be the first matchup with Oshun in the lineup. Oshun Oshuni, obviously our stud defensive center. When, when he's not in the lineup, we, we have absolutely no interior defense. Yeah, no, so there. when we when we play Dayton in in, uh, in the UD center. We didn't have Oshun in the lineup, and then they just ate us alive inside. Um, obviously, no no, uh, no hate to um, Amadi Pizzi, but he's just he's just not the the interior defender that that yeah. Oshun Oshuni he's is. Not, he's trash. I mean, if you look if you look at the stats when Oshun's on the floor versus when he's off, it's remarkable what he actually does for the team without scoring the big points right. per game. He does it. He does it all. Right. Just like Tyler was saying, he is a force in the paint. Mm -hmm. I mean, with him there in the paint, makes other offensive players definitely you know mm -hmm. think twice while coming to the lane. With him standing so tall, he makes um, them make jump shots. Yeah, for sure. Huge. Yeah, for sure. Um, I yeah, Oshun definitely. Uh, that yeah, that's a good actually thing to talk about, Tyler. That'd be uh, something to see because Oshun we, he was uh, injured when we played on that mm -hmm. team, right? Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, something that uh, would definitely. Uh, Change the game for sure yeah. if we got matched up with them. We compete. I, I, I like compete. Yeah, that compete. There's going to be more Bonnie's fans than Dayton yeah, fans for sure. based on oh. history there. So I yes, mean, for sure. 100%. I think we'll see who's got the uh, 
the in quotes home home court advantage right. here. Yeah, Bonnie's actually. I was down there in the at, at the Barclays for the tournament last year, and then the, the Bonnie's presence there was just ridiculous. The alumni. So so much alumni. Mm-hmm. So so the students even traveled so far. They they, they had an entire student section mm-hmm. just absolutely filled to the brim. I, there were so many kids down there that when I tried to go snag a seat in the student section, they, they wouldn't even let me down. It, it, was, it was just such a raucous crowd that uh, really just took over the games at some points, obviously beating Rhode Island, who we, we probably shouldn't have uh, got the victory over last year. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a nice time getting to uh, the last Sunday of the tournament. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the Bonnies can do. Only one loss in February. This is the time to really get hot and play your best basketball. So we'll just have to wait do. and see. They're hot late. Yeah. Well, that has been our college basketball uh, little talk for the day. Obviously, we didn't uh, mention the hottest teams other than Dayton in uh, around the college basketball scene. But co- conference tournaments are coming up. We'll probably get to that in uh, next or two weeks from now. As episode, obviously, next week we go on spring break. So moving forward, we trying uh, we're trying in this first episode to you know get a feel for how our uh, opinions will kind of transpire through the through the entire series so in that in the first few episodes we're going to kind of walk through the sports uh the various sports that we follow and give our top 10 in certain aspects obviously today we'll be doing basketball so isn't much uh debate you can do top 10 players in basketball and that's exactly what we're going to do right now so uh brady why don't we start with you uh yeah uh we'll do the, yeah you talk about uh the go talk, right? Yeah, we're doing go yeah, talk yeah, right for now. For sure. Um, yeah, I uh, go talk. So I was thinking, I like to talk about obviously your top ten you have. You talk about with your, you know, your friends, your your, your mm-hmm. dads. Who's your the best uncles. here? Who's the best here? Yeah. Right. No. Um. So I'll give you my list one to ten. Um. It's gonna be LeBron James at the one, which is uh, you know, the talk of the uh, past two years. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do uh, Michael Jordan at the two. Uh, Magic Johnson at the three. I have uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the four. You do? I think. Do I, is that what I have? Yep. And at the five, what would I have? Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Okay. And at the six was Shaq. Yep. And then Hakeem right after that, right? Mm-hmm. And then eight, nine. Yep. Ooh, uh, what did I have? Got Kobe at eight. Kobe at eight, obviously. Kobe at eight. Yeah, it was a little number action. I had to yeah, okay, I respect that. I, do, I, I, I didn't realize that I when I went out. And Larry at nine. Yep. Which was a big little thing before wow, this. Yeah, yeah we, See, I, I, did, I didn't even And we'll one once Tower goes in, we're going to mm-hmm. get to his little top ten. And obviously, it's, uh, number ten, I came in with a little guy that's kind of underrated, I feel like. It's Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. So that'd be my top ten yeah. list. Listen, sure. don't don't have any uh, outstanding. Uh, I, there's no, there's nowhere in your, in your list where I really can say like, oh, this guy shouldn't be here. Yeah. But it's, it's, I, w- it's w- really w- tough to yeah. talk about top Obviously, tens in any sport. Really, are, coming from different yeah. generations, different mm-hmm. styles of basketball, yeah. you know, the evolution of the three point uh, yeah, shot, exactly. and everything. But yeah, you know, that'd be my pretty much top ten. Um, Reese, what are you thinking? Um, Mine near the top is a very similar to yours. Yeah. I feel like uh, as we went down, I also have you know a lot of big guys. You know those traditional centers like right. Hakeem and Bill. They Russell. matter. They matter. <laughs> so starting off my list, I had uh, none other than LeBron James. Thank you. I appreciate. I feel that. like as an overall basketball player, there's no one else I'd rather have in the history of the league to uh, take on my team. Thank first you. Overall appreciate pick. that. Next, um, all due respect to the Michael Jordan. Who some also say is the greatest yeah, all-time I mean, we'll hear later. Yeah, debate going on. Mm-hmm. And then three, I had to take, you know, the all-time name scorer, Kareem. I, yeah, I didn't like that. You got to, 
you need to respect the longevity and how he was always able to get you a bucket that if you threw it to him within 15 feet. For sure. Mm -hmm. Four, also similar to you, uh, I had Magic. Magic Johnson, you know, revolutionized the game, some say. I've never been the biggest, you know, Magic fan, but I'm always, I'm always going to respect what he did, being that, you know, kind of hybrid point guard that we're seeing a lot of today with, you know, a lot of new yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. That wasn't, that wasn't very... Little cheat code in 2K, too. Yeah, that, <laughs> showtime. That wasn't very uh, common back then, so, you know. Uh, number five, Tyler, what do I have? Number five, you have Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, number five. I don't know, Tyler, what do you think about that? Um, as a as a I mean, Kobe I'm guy who doesn't I mean, not, Kobe, not regarding the recent tragedy that occurred, I have Kobe Bryant as the really? best basketball player. I mean, I don't I, you know, I don't the mind the take, but I just clutch. feel like there's another there's old you know two or three other players that you could slip in that top five that five spot. The work ethic, Kobe? the clutch, the scoring, uh, the defense. He was all defensive team. What fourteen yeah, times? Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't compete with that in some aspects. Oh, all right, all right, Tyler, what do I got? Then you got Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. You can't argue stats. Everyone are, everyone says, you know, look who he was playing against. Look at this. Literally king of basketball. Wilt Chamberlain. He's the know, first comment of anything. He was, yeah. I mean, granted, he played an era where it was... And that's what people say, but you can't argue stats. No, no, you really can't. He averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds. And I'll tell you what, I've seen... Led the, league in, led the league yeah. in assists one year for fun. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. And I've seen I've seen six ten dudes playing against you know Class C teams in Section Five, and you know they weren't doing stuff like that, and they were fantastic athletes too. So I mean you gotta you gotta at least respect you know what he was doing. Up oh, there. he, That's he, not an easy he could he could absolutely play in today's generation, and it, it, oh, it would it would it would not be a problem. Tyler, he would be a force. It would not be a problem right now. All right, Tyler, how about the next one? Uh, you got Shaq at seven and Big O at eight. Yeah, obviously you know Shaq at seven. Yeah, I mean, can't argue. Easily, he's but top he has player. to be no easily, but he has to be. I think the most dominant player of the generation. Everything. He. I his agree. Four, uh, mm -hmm. How can you not agree? I mean, you can. I guess you could say Wilt or Bill Russell, but I just his presence of being so mm -hmm. large and so so tall and just so strong. I I don't see anyone else coming close to just. Being that dude, that just was a yeah. dog out there. And I agree. I think that Shaquille O'Neal was definitely, most definitely, the most dominant player yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah, yes. If you gave him the ball in the post, he was going to dunk it. Yeah, he's unreal. Yeah. And then obviously coming in after that, I had the big O, Oscar Robertson. I wish they had a surprise with this one. I want to hear your little spiel about him. I think he was just—he was that first overall good player. You know, he wasn't the seven footer that was hitting hook shots. He was, you know, he was that point guard that was. Rebounding, he was still dropping what 25, 25 a game yeah, around. Leads the NBA, right? Yeah, and, he, and he was the first one. Leads the NBA triple doubles by a very wide margin. Lost Russ Burke over there. He's, he's catching up. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Not saying anything about bad about him, but Westbrook will never be in a top ten conversation. But uh, yeah, and now obviously he was still throwing overtime since the game. I feel like you can't. Oh, uh, I, I didn't mind. Put, that. I just, push I that just wanted an explanation on. I think that was kind of mm -hmm. cool. You you put him in there. I, to ask both of you, not a lot of guys I've seen, at least a lot of reporters or a lot of you know analysts or podcast dudes, like Rob, they don't give him mm -hmm. love. He's not in the top ten, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. You put him in there. All right, Tyler, my nine ten, Kim Olajuwon and Bill Russell. Okay, obviously two of the arguably best centers ever, defensively especially. Defensively, yeah, Akeem, oh my god, just the one dream. of the most dominant rim protectors. He revolutionized the moves of the big man. I mean. 
I, you can't argue that. No, no, you really then, can. Went back to yeah. back in what, what were the years for that? 94, 95. 94, 95, went back to back. And then obviously number 10 running on my list is Bill Russell. And my one thing there is you can't argue winning either. Obviously, I know that the best player ever doesn't mean the rings, but he was obviously, you know, the main guy yeah. and ended up with 11 championships. 11. And that's that's tough to do. I don't care what you're doing. That is tough, for sure. Mm, so that's, that's no, my yeah, list. I, I like your list a lot. I really do. Ty, what about you? What do you, what do you give me your 10? My uh, 10 seems a little bit anticipated. A from little, the, uh, yeah, yeah. A little. He's been a talk before the show, obviously. Uh, from my opposition, so they, they, <laughs> yeah. they've, they've heard a... little uh, criticism on yeah, his 9-10 yeah, at the end. So, you're going to be a surprise. Yeah, a little surprise. So go right away, I go right away Tyler. Well, number one, uh, obviously... Like you said, like you, like, like you literally just mentioned, I, I, res- I expect winning. And um, Michael Jordan is, is, is going to be my number one pick. I'm just a guy who, who values this the 6-0 six, six and oh finals record. And uh, just everything he's accomplished for the game, average 30 on his career, obviously. I think probably the greatest scorer of all time. And there's you can't debate. Oh, obviously you can debate uh, who's number one, but you can't debate the player that Jordan was. And I just think he, he's got that edge over LeBron as of now. Number two, I do have LeBron. Obviously, he, there's no there's no debate that there. Those are the one two. You can say one A, one B. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. But no matter what, those that's your that's your one. That's got to be one two. Um, number three, Eric Magic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, revolutionized Fine. the point guard position. Made the made the NBA uh, alongside my number four pick. Made the NBA what it is today, a global organization. Um, number four, Larry Bird. Okay, hold on. Larry Bird. Is how? What was he in your list? What was he in your list? Me? Eight or nine? Uh, He was nine on on Brady's list. He didn't make my list. He didn't even make. Oh, that's right. He didn't even make your list. I think that is. Tyler, how could you? (sighs) Number four. I think that's a little biased. He's a little selfish. Listen, no, uh, you can you can tell it is not biased because of who I do do not have later on in my list. Larry (laughs) Larry Bird. Listen, oh yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul Pierce. Just, he just missed the cut. Um, <laughs> well, Kevin McHale too. Yeah, yeah. Havlicek was Havlicek. Oh, ha- Hondo was in my honorable mentions as well. Um, <laughs> Go on. La- Larry Bird. Uh, he was one of the most difficult players to guard. Players around. Lee, I, James Worthy uh, has come out and said that he he'd rather guard Michael Jordan than Larry Bird because Larry Bird just made you, you you think he outthought you while playing the, the game. He's one of the smartest players to ever step on the floor. Trash talker too. Oh, sure. the, the greatest trash talker that's ever lived, and he and he never he never cursed at you. He just made you feel like you were worse than him, and that's how he got to dominate these games. Guy threw put up forty with his left hand because his right his right wrist was broken. Like that? Are you kidding me? Put up sixty and had. Had, had, had the uh, Dominic Wilkins Hawks bench laughing about it because his team was just getting absolutely dominated. I think that he was the best uh, th- thinker in the game, and he, he was a very underrated uh, distributor of the of, of the basketball. He could pass better better than ninety uh, percent of the league at the small forward position. It's at sure. six nine. So I just think Larry Bird is is technic- like one of the most technically skilled basketball players to, to ever play the game. Yeah, and, obvi- and obviously we're not taking anything away from what yeah. Larry Legend has done. I, we're just saying he, he's not in my top ten all the time. Yeah, he was nine of mine. But, no, I uh, I agree with that a lot. He definitely uh, He's definitely underrated for his passing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, to go along with yeah, that, he jump did. shot. Yeah, uh, pure money. But, uh, yeah, you know, you, you can have him in the top ten, you can't. But uh, just at four, I'm just a little yeah. worried about it. But, you know, uh, <laughs> interesting stat for you guys. Um, um, 
it doesn't really necessarily all the way correlate to him being a, a player, one of the best players, but Larry Bird is the only player to ever win MVP, Finals MVP, All-Star Game MVP, in the coach, same season? Coach of, no, Coach of the Year and Executive of the Year. He's the only, play, only uh, person to ever do that. So that's a little interesting fact about a uh, good old Larry Legend. Interesting stat, but uh, half of those weren't when he was playing. Oh, yes. just Yeah, good math. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal has got to be number uh, number five. I think he's the greatest center that's ever stepped foot on on the court. He's the most, like you guys said, he's the most dominant to ever play, and uh, I just think he's he he would outduel any any center on the, on the, any top ten list. Kareem obviously at a, at a close six, most unguardable shot uh, ever to ever to hold a hook shot. You could, couldn't couldn't argue with that. Uh, Tim Duncan at seven. Uh, super underrated, probably one of the most underrated players Seven. ever. I like him there. I think five rings and never winning, like never lo- uh, losing under like thirty games is just an unreal I love stat. him there. I had him at nine, but I, I, I mean, you talked about Italian. He's very. I think Tim Duncan is so good. Tyler, what you just mentioned, uh, this year is supposed to be the first year in about what 22, 23 years that the Spurs, Spurs are missing the playoffs. Not going to have a winning record and are not going to make the playoffs. Yep, Spurs definitely taking a. Definitely taking a tumble down uh, the road you don't want to be. His father time sitting Aldridge. He's undefeated. Father father time undefeated. Mm-hmm. Now, number eight, Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, one took over the league when Jordan left for baseball. Um, totally dominant defensively in the post. I, I consider him personally a power forward. Uh, as opposed to many who think he's a center, but uh, like a stretch five, uh, yeah. Like well, he he, he yeah. could step out. He could step out and hit the mid range. So he he's definitely one of those guys who uh, started taking taking a couple steps back and uh, shooting the ball from outside the paint. Number nine, uh, pretty controversial. Uh, I I value this generation of basketball very much. I think the the talent level that we we see nowadays is is unparalleled to. Those that of the past, not taking anything away from what what those of the past have done, but I think the the technology and, and the athleticism is just unreal that we see today. So at number nine, I think I got I got Kevin Durant. Oh, no. Kev, Kevin Durant. No, two there's words. There's just no way he's a top got, ten player right two, now. Two words for that. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I just said that. I, I don't. Th- I don't think he has. I think he's only uh, got room to go up. I don't think that. How? If Kevin Durant can win a title in Brooklyn, which it, is not going to happen. Uh, I, th- I believe they'll be the favorite next year. You're crazy. They're, they will be the favorite. They're, you have Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving returning with a and deep. And both will probably deep, get injured during the season. With, oh, okay. That, that's barring injuries. We're talking about straight up. Both are healthy. So they, they have a deep roster, and we're not going to get into how the Nets are going to perform next year, but Kevin Durant is one of the most pure scorers that the league has ever seen. Could get his shot off. He could get his shot off from anywhere on the, on the court. He's literally unguardable. Being he also a, made the biggest, almost, probably the biggest controversial move. Yeah, the above. cheapest move in the history of one of the, the game. I'm not, I'm, I'm not arguing that, but uh, we're going to look back in 50 years when we're making these lists again, and we're going to say that Kevin Durant is a three-time champion, uh, barring any other championship Robert wins. Robert Horry is a seven-time champion. I never said he wasn't. I'm just saying I, that I, we're going to look I'm back. We're going, we're going to look back and say that Kevin Durant is a three-time champion, a two-time uh, finals MVP. Uh, he's won an MVP. Kobe won one MVP, by the way. So I, I don't need that. Kevin Durant is just one of the purest scores. I think he's better than Kobe Bryant. So uh, I, basketball-wise, I think I got to go KD at nine. And number ten, my most favorite pick out of the top ten that we are doing, uh, Stephen Curry. Oh, oh. Dude, you're killing me. Stephen so. Curry. When Not you guys yet. talk, how? When you guys talk about Magic Johnson revolutionizing the game. 
Steph Curry changed the game of basketball. Literally flipped it on its head 100%. Three-point shot was not taken at this high clip any time before Steph started doing it. He's literally... You, he has unreal the, the most range that any player has ever seen in, in this league. He can shoot from literally the logo. Another underrated passer, by the way, has his defensive struggles. Hasn't won a Finals MVP, but he is the only player in NBA, NBA history to average 26, seven, and seven in a Finals and not win the MVP. So I think he was absolutely robbed in 2015, and he still had good numbers when Kevin Durant was on that team and uh, won those two championships. The so controversial Iguodala year. The controversial Iguodala year. Guard, guarded, the year LeBron should have won it, actually. Yes, uh, I listened. Who's in quotes guarded, but. But I, I didn't, don't mm. think that Iguodala should have uh, captured that Finals MVP. Yeah, so sure, definitely another conversation for another NBA history kind of day. Right. But yeah, that, that's that's my top ten. I think I think Steph Curry rounds it out, and I think he's one of the most influential players to ever play, and he's going to be a staple on of the NBA's history for the rest of the time. Right. No, I, I expect mm -hmm. both your guys' list. I do. Um, we all. Everyone has their own every opinions. Every single player. Literally, yeah. Has an yeah. Argument. yeah. You can have your arguments for however you want. Um, but yeah, no, I do respect your guys' list. I do. I wanted to point that out, though. So yeah, you guys got our uh, our opinions on uh, where what, what we think of uh, the game of basketball. Obviously, is being spread the floor. Um, this is going to be uh, not not necessarily basketball centric, but uh, it's going to be one of our most knowledgeable and uh, focused in on sports that we will be covering uh, over the course of however long this podcast lasts. Hopefully it lasts uh, as long as we can possibly run it. So uh, moving forward, we're going we're gonna to move into another segment, you know, kind of uh, as we switch as we're switch it up a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. You know, these, these, these are kind of a, some, some little, little bit of a trivia thing okay. that, we, that we're going to start running a little bit. Uh, we're going to start off with Guess the Beast. I'm going to give you guys a little backstory on uh, who this athlete might be. And we're gonna, we, we have three right here, and we're going to see a little best two out of three action. And uh, we got one basketball, one football, one baseball player, mm -hmm. because this 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 uh, time of the year that we're in right now is kind of it's kind of a gray area. You know, nothing crazy is going on. There's no playoffs. There's no. There's only two. There's only really one sport being played right now. I mean, obviously there's XFL. There's, but it's 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 basketball season. Let's get over it. And it's and it's the regular season still. There's no there's no real uh, tournament action happening right now. So. Not a whole heck of a lot to talk about. So, yeah, we're going we're to switch things up, do a little trivia game. And, uh, yeah. First, the basketball player? Yeah, uh, actually, no. First, we are doing a football player. All right, football player. Right. And uh, if you guys can't, I made, these, I made these a little tricky, to be honest. So if you guys can uh, decipher within the, uh, I'll, I'll add in another, another bit of a hint. So this one, uh, first, we're going football. I was born in Mississippi. I have played for four separate NFL franchises. I won Super Bowl 31, but didn't capture the MVP. Uh, I am the only player in NFL history to win three straight regular season MVPs, and uh, people think my commercials can get a little cheesy. Cheesy. Yep. 31. Super Bowl 31. So we're in. Uh, Obviously, this was 54. Yeah, we're in so 20, yep, so yeah, 20. About 25 years ago. So this is the mid 90s. Mm hmm. Super. Are you. It, is commercials the, in general? Uh, he has his own line Three of commercials. Three-time MVP. Yes, I, and uh, I, by I, the way, I, by the way, if you say, if you say, this is this is a uh, this is a contest. So whoever has it first, it's first to say it. Can you give us offense or defense? Offense. I'm gonna throw out a name here. I'm gonna say, uh, was it Jerry Rice? No. no. I wasn't sure where he was born. Jerry Rice. That's not a bad. It's not. It's not a bad pick. But he went to. He's yeah. a West Virginia. Is it West Lawrence Virginia Taylor? Guy. It is not Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor did not win three straight MVPs. 
Well, this has to be a QB then. Yeah, is it a quarterback? It is a quarterback. Yeah, come on. All right. Uh, hold think. up. Are you still, uh, One of the greatest arm talents to. Joe Namath. Nope. That's Joe Namath is from the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. This is my first name. football guy. Yeah, we're uh, similar. Joe Montana. Nope. Joe Montana See, was the 80s. A, that's, that, I, mm, 90s quarterback. The extent that. of this football knowledge is staggering in the room right now. Yeah, I'll, I mean, no, I'll be the first to say my football knowledge does not even come close to compare to my. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, we still watch it. Yeah, I know yeah. some history and stuff. Um. This is this is probably one of the least talked oh, about greatest ooh, quarterbacks. Oh, no, no, I think I got it. Oh, yeah, you got I have it. to go with Trey Eggman. No, you're wrong. Oh, that's a good one. Go one, obviously played in the 90s. Trey Eggman never won three, uh, three MVPs. Um, I will give you a jersey color he wore. All right. Green. green. Actually wore green for two separate teams. Oh, it was Brett Favre. It was Brett oh, Favre. Oh, my God. Yeah. See a little change. That was tough. Yeah. That he's was got, tough. He's got those. No, that was, yeah, that was good. That was, that good was very tough. He's got, I, he's got those. So uh, many great you know what caught me off guard was uh, the commercials. Well, was yeah. he in Wrangler? Oh, Wrangler. And cheese, the Packers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Man, no, yep. I, oh, geez. Just, oh, good. All those great quarterbacks oh. that just flew through my head when he said. Brett Favre, one of the least talked Joe about quarterbacks. Joe Namath. That was that was pretty bad. Hey, Favre, <laughs> Favre, Favre. I was just naming off QBs. I had to. All right, we'll, we'll move. We'll move. Obviously, like we said, uh, basketball is our most, excuse me, knowledgeable I need sport. To back here. Um, I have been a floor general on and off the court. I'm a West Coast kid who played college be- hoop for the Bears. I did my best to win a championship in the nation's armpit, but I finally got the job done alongside a German giant. Most can agree that I Jason don't have Kidd. Ha- oh, Jason Kidd. Yes, sir, I knew it. My last hint was uh, don't. Most can agree that I don't have the best hair in the association. Arguably the greatest point of all time. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> one of our one of our uh, rather silliest takes. Uh, Jason Kidd <laughs> being a little two K talk. Yeah, t- we play a lot of two K over here. As soon here as you said Cal, I was thinking. He, I think he as went as, to as Cal. soon as you said German, oh, German, really? yeah. I said Dirk. Jason Kidd oh, that point guard. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what. Yeah, that, 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 that was a good one, Tyler. You said that after the Cal one. One one. That was good. That's a baseball player. Baseball guy. Yeah. This is not a current day baseball player, by the way. Not a current day. Okay. So, but he's listen. He's not like some guy that we've never heard of. Okay. Some say I'm one of the best lefties to ever step foot on a diamond. My dad and I were the first duo in the majors at Ken the same time. Rippy Jr. Wow, Reese takes it. The lefty, wow. best lefty hitter ever. In the ground. He has the most beautiful swing ever. I think. Exactly. Oh, my God. So Any destroyed balls. The rest of what I had was I hit a hell of a lot of homers, and there's nobody who can rock a cap like me. That Obviously. is true. Yeah, the backwards cap. Backwards cap staple for Damn, Ken Rippy Jr. I, I wanted to say it. Uh, Reese takes home the first. Guess the beast. Not too bad, but hey, we're good. we're we're diving into a little bit of Bra- Brady's playground now. Yeah, we're in a we're in a, a new segment called Guess the Line. Yeah, so obviously, I hear about it every day from everyone. So. Yeah, the, Reese has Reese has come accustomed to our uh, our degenerate gambling uh, <laughs> hobby, you could say. A little hobby. Yeah, a little hobby. <laughs> no, nothing nothing too major. Um, we're doing uh, two NBA games tomorrow and uh, one Bonnie's basketball game on a uh, little Wednesday night A10 action. So, so we got another. You are, you're, wanted, you're asking us what you guess the yep, line. Yep, I, I will say I will say the two teams that are matched up against each other, where the game is being played, and then you guys can give me uh, your spread. Tomorrow is the. I'm just looking at all the games tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 20th. They're gonna six. show the line. No, 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 no. It, it won't show on the uh, regular Google search. Yeah, go right at it. Give us one. Give us All right. Question. So, uh, 
ESPN matchup tomorrow. Rockets Grizzlies. Obviously, I've been me- I've mentioned the Grizzlies more than most media outlets have ever today. So, uh, congrats to me. Rockets Grizzlies in Houston. What do you got? We'll start with you, Brady. Uh, okay, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Rockets Grizzlies. I'm gonna say Houston is minus six and a half. Reese. Uh, obviously, in Houston, they've been playing good basketball. And Triple J's out. Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. My guy. I got to go with the Rockets minus nine and a half. Wow, Reese almost had it on the wow. money. Oh. Rockets. I didn't even know Triple G was out. Wow. Rockets, wow. Minus, Rockets minus 10. Oh. Minus 10? Yep, not too bad by uh, Mr. Tresco. Over that's there. a tough line to take, too. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I, a weird number. 10, sure. 10 is no, certainly a real number. Nine and a half, 10, eight yeah. and a half. That's, those are all. Once, tough you, once you get to that early t- uh, double digits, it gets really okay. tough to uh, A little update right now. Score. Uh, in Zion and LeBron's first ever meeting, the Lakers right now are have a yeah, 12-point yeah, uh, lead, point lead half, halfway through the second quarter. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Zion's got 11. He's 5 of 6 from the line. He's shooting 50% from the field. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. Played 13 minutes. Ingram's leading the team with 14. Uh, and you got uh, for the Lakers. LeBron. Yep, Lakers. Uh, 80's got 13 minutes. He's shooting 40%. Uh, he's got 12 points. LeBron's uh, 15 minutes. And he's shooting 5 of 8 from the field. He's got 11 points. So definitely... Uh, Definitely a good game to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Could potentially be a, uh, be a first round playoff matchup if the uh, yeah, if, yeah. The, yeah. If, the, if the Grizzlies are really affected by this Jaron Jackson injury and the Pelicans can start uh, winning a couple games. Yeah, They're about two, sure. and a, mm-hmm. two and a half games out of that eight spot. So uh, we'll see how the, the rest of the season unfolds for the for New Orleans. Um, we'll, stay in the, we'll stay in the West. Uh, Suns Clippers in Phoenix tomorrow. In Ooh. Phoenix? And I will let you know that Kelly Bray Jr. for Phoenix is out. Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm going first. Um, Kelly Uber's out and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna do minus eight and a half. Four. Clippers. Clippers. Okay, Reese, what do you got? Mm. This is see. I want to go. I'm gonna say Clippers are gonna be minus eleven and a half. Ooh, you guys are both pretty off. Brady's closer. Was really? it low? It was pretty low. Clippers minus wow. five and a half. Five and a half. So wow. we'll, we will give it to Brady, although he was pr- three points off. No, he was closer. We was definitely yeah, closer. That's how the game works. That's how the game works. Which is so. surprised. Like fourteen more wins. Why is that? Does Phoenix play good at home? I haven't really been paying attention to it. Phoenix is not necessarily great at home, but they're... Why are they giving them? That must be a little sucker take, I guess. I think it could be a bit of a trap. That's why I I I, kind of included it to kind of throw you guys off off the uh, the ring a little bit. So uh, obviously got both of us. Really? Yeah. And uh, finally... By, so we we're, we're tied again one to one uh, tomorrow. With this, you guys will probably get pretty close to this line. Bonnie's Duquesne in the Rally Center. Um, so I don't know if you, Reese, you probably won't be there. Brady, I don't know about you. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be there. All right, I'll be there too, working the camera for uh, for whoever, whoever's on the. Uh, <laughs> oh, Reese will be there. Yeah, yeah. I got some homework. I got some homework to do tomorrow, but you know. I yeah, crank crank that out early. We, we like we like to go, we like to enjoy these fine, this Bonnie's pass. Are you, uh, Tyler? You working the game or not? I am uh, mm-hmm. working camera. I don't I don't know which one, but uh, it'll be fun. We'll we'll see we'll see how it all works out. Bonnie's Duquesne in the rally center. Brady, we'll start with you once again. What is your spread oh, on this game? Oh, boy. Um, we're going to beat it by three this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take the Bonnies mm-hmm. minus... What's uh, their favorite? Are they yep, favorite? they are favored. I would like minus guys that. four. Okay. I like four a lot. All right. Reese, Bonnies, or Duquesne favored? 
See, I said earlier that I, I, want, I think the Bonnies are going to win by a, a larger margin than last time, but, you know, I'm, th I'm thinking it's going to be around one and a half or two. Really? Mm. That close of a spread. Really? Yeah. I'd, I would love... Like, kids are terrible. Like, I would love to take the, the Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah, I'd be too. Tonight. What is it, Tyler? Um, Brady actually comes out of the winner, uh, much like Reese in the, in the first uh, question I asked. Bonnie's are minus four and a half. Oh, okay. So uh, I thought I, I talked yeah, to Tyler yeah. earlier today. I said it's gonna be three and a half, four. I four I, and a half. I I predicted three and a half. Uh, I think the Bonnie's. I think that's respectable. I think it's respectable. Right? Yeah. What's the over under for that game? Uh, I'll actually look at that right now. I don't, I'm not sure if it's out yet. I think they might have just put. I think it's one thirty six. If I it, I, I thought I saw that walking. Last game last game was eighty three. Last game was eighty three eighty. So we'll have to check on that. Let me. Let me see what's going on here with uh, Bonnie's basketball tomorrow. Um, Total is 136. 136, okay, that's it. Yep, open at 137, and uh, right now, oh, actually, Bonnie's have just moved to a minus four, so Brady had it right on the money. Oh, okay. Look at that. A little Yeah, not too bad. A little, li a little live line change. <laughs> a little live line change on us by yeah, the floor tonight. Sure. So, uh, yeah, that's... Um, it's going to be an exciting one tomorrow in the Rally Center. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely going to mean a lot for positioning. Uh, obviously, Duquesne is about in the fifth spot right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you, Tyler, you consider it still a big game, right? Oh, absolutely, I mean, especially especially if we can uh, – we need to – as we have the uh, tiebreaker with Richmond right now, got to uh, gotta hold on to that three seed so we match up with yeah, Rhode I mean, Island. Wouldn't have yeah. to see Dayton until uh, that Sunday. So. Right, no, that would be key yeah. for sure. To definitely, uh, definitely, definitely will be key for the Bonnies. And uh, that, I think that's it, guys. I think this yeah, is our uh, first inaugural episode coming to a close now. We've been here for about an hour. It's been a, been a really great show to start off with you guys. Yeah, I love this. I mean, it was you know, just what I thought. You know, obviously we had some fantastic conversations. I love, you know, hearing your opinions because while um, we all have about the same, I love those little differences that we can go at a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this uh, podcast to be starting up. Obviously, get to talk to my buddies here that go to State Line Adventure mm -hmm. who are sports, you know, we sports junkies. We talked. Uh, we talked this stuff all the time. time. All we decided time. why not put it on yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Yep. No. So I uh, just want to say thanks uh, for everyone who's going to be listening to this. Um, this is spread the floor with Brady O'Brien, Reese Dresco, Tyler Smith. Uh, all right. Everyone, we'll catch uh, you in uh, two weeks. Got a little yeah. spring break going on, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. All, all right. right. Cool. Yeah.